We're talking about the history of humanity and how we have been influenced. And it's like, we, we deserve to know that. And we deserve the technologies that are being suppressed because it's really just keeping us in that prison. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the It Can't Be a Joke podcast. This is a place where we have open dialogue about a variety of different topics, such as non-human intelligence, corruption exposure, spirituality, and ancient history and mythology. Our mission is to expose the truths and knowledge that have been kept from humanity for all too long. With support and global consciousness, our aim is to bring down the military, pharmaceutical, banking, and oil industrial complexes who are responsible for endless wars and keeping half the world in poverty. I'm Melissa Green. And I'm Kevin Kelly. Let's blast off. Let's. Hello, everyone. It is January 23rd, and you're tuning in to the fourth episode of the It Can't Be a Joke podcast. Recently, we've been discussing a lot about energy. You've probably heard us mention zero-point energy, aka free energy, which was first discovered by the inventor and scientist Nikola Tesla. He's the man. We're going to dive into what exactly is free energy, and we're going to discuss all of the different scientists that have developed a variation of Tesla's free energy model up through the 90s, 1990s, and then today. People have invented over the years different ways of free energy or different technologies that put out way more power mm -hmm. than actually goes into running them. So it, sometimes it may not be technically free energy or, you know, zero point energy, but it is way more affordable than the current way that we're doing it now. But most importantly, that there is inventions and technology out there that has never come to the public's eye because it's been suppressed. We'll talk a little bit about when they put a patent on something and how that makes it really difficult for it to become public access, right? Yeah, if they try to put it into, if they try to patent their invention and then suddenly it won't get passed through or they get bought out. So, you know, maybe they get $20 million and they just kind of go on with their life. Okay, well, I made, I made banks, so, mm -hmm. but the technology is not getting out there because it's being suppressed by the power oil companies. Or, you know, if they won't get bought out, a lot of times then they'll get threatened with their lives. Some people have been murdered um, mm -hmm. because when you control the power, the means of people's lives, you control them. You control the people. Mm-hmm. I always like to explain it as we're being exposed to only so much. We're not being fully educated. There is a difference. They expose us to things. They don't educate us. So that's what we're going to do today. Educate you on Tesla's zero point energy and lots of other good stuff. And a lot of the information and revelations that we have received is from the documentary The Lost Century and How to Reclaim It. Came out back in June. You know, I've showed it to quite a few people at this point, and usually towards the end, they're all just kind of dumbfounded. Like, is this seriously going on? Is it? Has this really happened? It's like, yeah, this is the world that we've been living in. And this is the, the fishbowl that we're being controlled through. Just going back to there's beneficial things for humanity and they're not being passed through. And look at look at the world. It's January 23rd, 2024. If you follow what's going on in the world right now, it's like absolutely insane. It's a terrifying time to be living in. There's like some new disaster every single day, multiple a day. 
and we're just used to it because that's all we see in the media. We're on the brink of World War Three, which mm-hmm. I never thought would ever happen again. And when I was a teacher, I would I would talk about you know World War Two is probably the last huge war, and that we're we're going to be okay from here because we've used nukes and we'll never use those again, so war won't happen. Well, they might not use nukes. That doesn't mean war isn't going to happen on a global scale again. And I'm really terrified right now. Speaking of World War II, that's actually when the CIA and all of these secret agents, what do you call them, that started studying... Secret agent (laughs) man. (laughs) Yeah, I know that one. (laughs) Yeah. No, they started studying the tactics of Hitler and learned how he used propaganda... What else? Mind There's control. Mind con- MK they also, Ultra. They also brought over copious amounts of Nazis to help run our aerospace programs. Mm-hmm. And also MK Ultra. we'll be doing a, another podcast on that. That's the brain control, brainwashing, mind control piece of the CIA that you don't learn about in your history books. They don't tell you about that because they keep it a secret. Yes. Um, but they brought over a bunch of Nazis who were granted, was it amnesty? Is that the correct way to put it? Like, you'll be safe mm-hmm. here. Come help set up our space program and all this stuff. So a lot of the the country, as we know it right now, set up on ideologies of a lot of Nazis that came over here. They want to set it up in this way that looks like we're a democracy, but... But in reality, it's like, yeah, you elect, you're electing these people to represent you. And there are good... I would say there are some good politicians out there. One of my favorite right now is Rep. Tim Burchett. I think what you're going to see is real questions. When the Intelligence Committee held that bogus commit, that bogus meeting in the public, I mean, literally, the people that they brought from the Pentagon couldn't spell UFO. That was the most ridiculous thing. I don't know if any of y'all saw that or not. They had one video where the guy filmed it out of his canopy with a cell phone, the most technologically advanced country in the world, and then Adam Schiff who I don't always agree with, but dadgum, he asked the question, and I loved it. He said, what exactly am I looking at? And they couldn't tell him, were they looking at the, the reflection off the canopy, or are they looking at some object that was flying by? It was a 22-second film. You know, the most technologically advanced country in the world, dadgummit, Isabel Burchett, my little 16-year-old girl, could have stopped that video. They couldn't even stop the video to show us what it was. And all the footage that we've seen, all the testimony, we had a pilot there who's going to be here who was denied access. That's a question the press ought to ask. Why is the intelligence community blocking everything we do? Both parties. doesn't matter who's in the White House. The American public deserves to know. Let's get to the bottom of it. He is. From Tennessee. He's huge for the disclosure movement and for just standing up for the principles of what our country was founded on. And he's just this stand-up dude. You can tell he's not a bot politician. No, he's speaking out and... I think he's pushing this this agenda, the whole disclosure thing, and he's not afraid. Right. He's just, he's very bold, which I love. He's a tough son of a gun, dadgummit. 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 <laughs> he was in, we should mention in case uh, our listeners want to watch this, Tim Burchett was in the newest UFO documentary titled TMZ Presents UFO Revolution, which is streaming free right now on Tubi, so if you're interested check it out it's a good documentary where we've watched the first episode so far and it's entertaining and a lot of information they talk about the the jellyfish ufo yeah that Um, was something i saw going around twitter over the last couple of weeks and that was really cool because i didn't really see much about that they always show that black and white picture of pilots 
who are seeing that UFO. I'm so sick of seeing that footage. The Tic Tac. The Tic Tac, yeah. We, we keep seeing the, the released UFO footage that we get is just so hard to decipher what's going on. But that's that's what we get, so that's why we like to go out and film our own because that's that's when you're like, oh wow, this is this is legit good footage that mm-hmm. can't really be explained, but it's better than. I mean, obviously the Tic Tac footage and everything there is is great footage. At least we have it, but it's it's still like okay, well, we we want to see the real deal. Yeah, and that kind of leads into today's topic because when Kevin mentioned the lost century and how to reclaim it, there's this really great scene of all of these reverse engineered UFOs because they've had this technology for a long, long time. That they have successfully reverse engineered it from the craft that we've recovered from back in the 40s. Um, Roswell. You know, there's craft that was recovered in Italy in the 30s. There's, I mean, there's many different countries have the technology and i think the reverse engineering program goes throughout the whole world and they all kind of work together on it yeah Um, but yeah lockheed skunk works is the tic tac that people see going around and it looks like a propane tank flying through the air they believe that that's lockheed skunk works that's a private military contractor and eisenhower he helped warn us all on the military industrial complex and I kind of want to play that a little clip for you there on his warning to the United States. Its grave implications. Our toil, resources, and livelihood are all involved. So is the very structure of our society. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals. So that security and liberty may prosper together basically what he's saying is when there's no checks and balances to these contractors which are businesses that are contracted out through the united states military they can do whatever they want they are free to conduct the research to perform the experiments whatever and the public doesn't get to know about it remember we're all we're all kept in the dark here and that's where a lot of our tax dollars go to that's where all of our tax dollars go to not to the dmv or any of the public places that are supposed to be you know serving us and that's why they're such trash and they're not Mm -hmm. they're not kept in good conditions you you wonder it's like okay a quarter of my paycheck is going towards taxes why are all the government buildings and public buildings for why are they so out of date well none of the money is going there the dmv hasn't changed since i first went there when i was 16 i swear (laughs) Nothing has changed. It hasn't. It's, it's... They like make you bring cash or a check. And I'm just like, oh my God. They're so outdated. And also not, I'm not saying this towards every DMV worker, but we all know that there's some of those workers there that are just miserable. And it's probably because they're working under these miserable conditions. They don't mm-hmm. get the funding that they actually deserve. That's a lot of government employees. Right back to the education system. Oh, we know firsthand about that. We're going to dive into just a lot of the different inventions a lot of the different um 
events that have transpired to keep the technology in the dark and to keep us stuck on fossil fuels, oil, burning coal for electricity. There's there's a lot that's discussed in this documentary and we want to dive into some of these items. We're just going to work our way up to the goat, Nikola Tesla. The goat. <laughs> he is he is the goat. He and is. Just, he's a goat. Yeah. A little goat running around. <laughs> Um, there's also a really important quote by Greer where he discusses that we can't have peace without justice and no justice when half the world is living in poverty. And that's a, that's a statistic that's also extremely alarming. Half of the world. So if we got 8 billion people here, we got 4 billion people who are living in poverty. Many of those people don't even have the means to cook their own food. They're cook, They're chopping down whatever resources they have to cook over a fire. So, you know, in the United States, the majority of us, we have electricity, we have a stove, even the poverty here and first world countries like the United States or probably a lot of European ones mm-hmm. is way different than poverty in third world countries. And mm-hmm. that's extremely important to know this humanitarian issue that we have going on. And then you have these corporations that are raking in the billions private yachts that I I'm gonna I'm Jeff Bezos and I'm gonna take down the bridge so my private the historic bridge so my private yacht gets to go through it or you know they keep the third world countries like that because they use them as guinea pigs for testing new medicines and all of that stuff that's right so what should we start with I think a good place to start is one of the things that we found out is only 12 percent of the energy in the U.S. at least is renewable, being wind and solar. So 90% of what we're doing is still... It's actually really expensive to install and make solar panels, and you have to replace them. Yeah. So that's is that still taking from the grid, just like electric I, vehicles? From what I've heard, out here in Massachusetts, if you get solar, you're, mm-hmm. it's not like that solar is just powering your house. Like, oh yeah, the sun hits my house, and then I'm just, I get free energy. It goes back into the power grid and is dispersed but that's what i've heard is like yeah that's not just straight power in your house it's going back into the power grid to be dispersed so 12 percent of the energy renewable also using solar and wind it's not plausible we don't have enough space Mm -hmm. to power everything that we need to power yeah so we're still stuck on the fossil fuels Mm-hmm. It's once again keeping us in that prison, mm-hmm. keeping you reliant on oil, reliant on coal for electricity. It's control. Free energy would mean freedom and abundance for every single person, every single person in poverty. We mentioned on a previous podcast that you could grow a garden in the middle of the Sahara Desert if you wanted. A little dome. Your dome is powered on the energy. And we're going to dive into this with Tesla later on in the pod, but Mm -hmm. pulling energy from the Earth's magnetic field, Mm -hmm. and that would power your home. You could live in the Sahara you could have a greenhouse that you're growing everything in inside of your dome. Same thing, you live in the Antarctic, you're pulling from the earth. And that's the biggest source of power that we that we have. And the global elite, the mm-hmm. billionaires, uh-huh. they don't want you to know about this. Well, I watched back in 2009 this documentary with Michael Rupert, who we've seen in some other stuff. He is excellent. He's amazing. And uh, he was a journalist. I think he did work with... The intelligence operations, maybe the CIA. He died of a heart attack, quote unquote, right? Yeah. So 
back in 2009, he came out as kind of a whistleblower with this documentary and all the corruption going on. And he explains how you just, it's called Collapse. It came out in 2009. And he explains how those industries, fossil fuels, everything needs oil. We have plastic. You need oil to make plastic. You need oil to make your toothbrushes, your toothpaste. You need oil to transport things on trains and planes, Mm -hmm. and it's everything. It's a global monopoly Mm -hmm. controlling. And then they try to distract you by, first of all, they call us consumers. They want us consuming. And then they want to throw it back on the people saying that like, you're killing the planet. And then they do something stupid that people buy into by saying, we should eliminate plastic straws. Plastic straws contribute 0.03% of the plastic pollution. What they don't want to tell you is that fishermen fishing with their big plastic nets in the ocean, half the time they lose those nets. That's where it's coming from. But they don't want to stop that monopoly. They distract you with these things that everyone buys into. And I just remember, oh, the straw thing really annoyed me. Can't like, you also just do like metal straws and wash it in the dishwasher with all the other silverware? Yeah, it just became this big fad on Instagram and people were like, we're buying metal straws now. I'm like, that is a distraction. A distraction. To make people think that they're doing something. But they call us consumers. They want us consuming. The other thing they also want to do is pit the left versus the right into thinking that they're having a legitimate argument or discussion around the global climate problem. They want you to think that you're having a legitimate argument. When in the end, we have the technology that there doesn't need to be an argument. We Mm -hmm. could be free from that argument. Yeah. And they want us arguing and fighting. And I think that everyone out there, if they had the opportunity to live freely and you could grow your own, you could have your own garden, you're growing your food your house is run, your car is run on free energy, zero point energy. Most people would be totally fine with that. Sure, you still can work a job, a part-time job, but you don't need to be a time slave nine to five, which we all know Monday through Friday, nine to five, the majority of us out there are feeling like a time slave. So now we're going to get into some of these inventions. And the first one that Kevin, you want to mention has to do with the patenting. When you create an invention or you have, it's very similar to trademarking. You want to make sure that you're, you patent it so you own the rights to it. And there was, his name was Tom Valone or Tom Valone. Not really sure exactly how he does the pronunciation, but he was a PhD and he was a physicist who blew the whistle on the patent office for seizing inventions that could solve humanity's problems. That is a Mm -hmm. Huge red flag. He did great work on blowing the whistle on that. I think it's important for everybody to know there is inventions that could better humanity and be great for everyone. Yeah. Yet the patent office is seizing those inventions. Mm-hmm. Multi, you know, a lot of that, what, what's going to solve a lot of humanity's problems is free energy and giving everyone the ability to have free energy. It's like the most important thing when you talk about ending poverty for good. I like this guy. Yeah. He, he blew the whistle. He came forward. A lot of the inventors that we're going to go through here, these would have been some of the patents that would have been seized. Lives being threatened. Some, some of these people that we talk about were killed 
or died of mysterious heart attack out of nowhere. That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, even Mike Rupert, they made it look like he shot himself in the head. Yes. Oh, it, it, so sad. They, yeah, they made it look like he shot himself in the head. There's more research that we were doing on that one, which there was a, a suicide note and right he worked in the for the intelligence community and he had a really high up position and then that at the end of that documentary you see him in his trailer living out in the middle of nowhere like he just went off the grid yeah. and when collapse came out in 2009 you know a few years later he commits suicide he wanted what was good for humanity he was one of those what did you refer to nikola tesla as a saint oh you know? yeah he wasn't on Nikola Tesla's level, but he was very smart and he really understood the infrastructure and just the way he explains how oil is everything just, it blows my mind. Right. Definition of a saint, a very good person doing honestly what's right for humanity and seeking the truth and making sure that people are treated equally. Great yeah. person. Yeah. Worthy of sainthood, I would say. Yeah. But the Catholic Church won't acknowledge it because it doesn't have anything to do with their religion, with their agenda. He's, you know, we're talking about blowing the whistle on, on free energy and stuff that would break us free from that. But it, he wasn't doing it in God's name. Right. <laughs> so he doesn't get the, yeah. the, the saint. But you know what? We'll say you're a saint in our hearts. Yeah. There was another, there was another member, Charles Brown. He was a part of Project Blue Book, which is which was the in the 50s and the 60s, I think the 70s, after Roswell, the government put together Project Blue Book, who's going to investigate UFO sightings, crash retrievals, all that, and mm -hmm. basically try to debunk it for the public. Yes. Um, and <clears throat> we'll, we'll dive more into Project Blue Book, but that was a big program that ran for a long time to kind of try to investigate the phenomenon behind UFOs. But... Charles Brown was a Project Blue Book member or was part of the team, and he had an invention that could add 30 to 40 miles per hour using more air in the combustion process. So 30 to 40 miles, you get an additional 30 to 40 miles per gallon to what you're currently getting. Mm -hmm. Now, so add that on top of, well, let's say my car gets 18 miles per gallon right now, my Ford Escape. Now, now you're saying that it could be 58, 48. That's insane. That, yeah. that, but once again, didn't get pushed forward, stopped in the process. Talking about the reverse engineering, I wanted to point out that UFO, a lot of them are man-made ones that haven't been disclosed. They're basically alternative energy and propulsion devices. A lot of the the ones that we see that are flying around, we believe that they are revert alternative energy and propulsion devices. Yes. You have Lockheed Skunk Works, you have Raytheon, different military contractors that Northrop Grumman. Oh, yes. That have reverse engineered it. They're keeping it hidden. And, and just think if they came out and said, this is alternative energy, this is a propulsion device, that would really perk up everyone's antennas and we'd be like, whoa. It would change the game. 100 percent yeah now people can have free running cars or floating off the ground at this point i'll just take a car that will run on free energy um soon down the road hopefully we'll have floating cars that we can fly around in yeah. that's all i believe that that's all very like the jetsons that's all very possible we can have that mm -hmm. but not with the elite and 
cabal mm-hmm. who's running running the game here. I'm mm-hmm. gonna say it again: the Illuminati. It's not a joke. It's not. It can't it, be a joke. It can't be a joke. It can't be no, a joke. No, no. The this... Illuminati, the Cabal, start diving into that. Find documentaries on the free apps like Tubi or whatever. Mm-hmm. Get yourself well-versed in it because holy shit, hmm. it's real. Oh my God. Look at look at Klaus Schwab. Oh no, I don't want to. <laughs> Kla- I don't want to look at him either. Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum. Look at look at the <laughs> the present day real life villain. Klaus. His name's Klaus Schwab. Say say Fucker. a phrase by that Klaus Schwab would Kla- say. Mama. <laughs> please will you wipe my ass, mama? Yeah. That's how a lot of these guys are. You're that's a- how the that's how the cabal is. They want they want that kind of personality. It's like they want to dominate and then they want to be humiliated. It's like in their contracts that they have to dominate people and then suffer some sort of public humiliation. Yeah, the weird, Don't they? The more you look into Freemasons, the Illuminati, the Cabal. Yeah, Marina Abramovich. I just wanted to say she's been designated to uh, certain parts of the WEF and... I know, I haven't told you all of the stuff that I've found, but... Tell me. Right now? Well, if you... You could, yeah. Okay, um... You got stuff on Marina, the Satanist? She is 100% a Satanist. Apparently, she uses a lot of blood in some of her performance art. She writes really demented phrases on the wall or wherever. Her exhibits are on display, and a lot of her performances seek to inflict pain on the body and to test how much pain the body can take. That's Satanism. We're talking Satanism here. But I wanted to bring it up because she's... Anyone wants to call me a kook, go for it. But that's the definition of a kook. There's a lot of the art that's hung up in like John Podesta's house and other places. A lot of that art is from like siblings of royal families that have are big artists, but a lot of their art is about... It appears childhood trauma, and it makes you wonder, were they put through that trauma, and that's why they're doing this art? It's weird. Look at the John Podesta art that he had in his house. It is very disturbing. It is extremely weird. And who the, who would have that up? Oh, yeah, come into my house. Here's a bunch of images of children with handcuffs on, looking backwards in a shower. Why would you have that up in your house? How do you find that tasteful? I won't ever understand it. I I don't know. Strange. Well, Marina Abramovich has recently been named the ambassador of Ukraine to rebuild educational initiatives for children. What the fuck? I don't... How does someone like that, with her background and what she does, get put in that position? Because the cabal that's running everything. Mm -hmm. That is fucking unreal. Yeah. I know. To reform education, you're going to have someone, oh it's, my God. I know. Isn't that, isn't that insane? That's why the world is just so fucked And up. it was Ukraine's president that chose her. Jesus. She's, but, she's friends with all the elite. And they go to her dinner parties where they're serving up food that looks exactly spitting image of a real life human. So they're eating like this food that's looks like a huge a human and it's like a cool little party to go to what the fuck is going on here i want to bring up a report that came from austin texas um this year 2024 she was accused of allowing 
sexual harassment to happen at one of her exhibits at MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art. And this guy's coming out and basically saying that he was sexually harassed. There was this really weird culture to just tough it out during one of her performance pieces. Um, him and this other artist were standing naked and um, it's it's disturbing that Klaus Schwab and this Satanist Marina Abramovich are in control of rebuilding the educational structure in Ukraine. That blows my mind and kind of makes me sick. She's, but, she's friends with all the elite and they go to her dinner parties where they're serving up food that looks exactly spitting image of a real life human. So they're eating like this food that's looks like a, hu a human and it's like a cool little party to go to. What the fuck is going on here? There's a few articles that just came out. There is a an actor and a performance artist in New York who filed a suit against MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art, for being sexually assaulted and staff members allowing it during one of Abramovich's exhibits back in 2010. Yeah, there were nude actors, performance artists in this exhibit that she was putting on. It was called, like, The Artist is Present. And part of the performance was allowing apparently allowing patrons to walk between and rub up against the actors and it's like who wants to go out and do that um there was also a an article i'll post it below from art news and then a station a news station in austin texas that reported on it but like the art the article just ends they're looking the the museum of modern art is looking into it how's that for a news update it's extremely disturbing, and we'll get back into... That's a different episode we really want to dive into, but... We don't want to get too sidetracked on that topic. We will dive into it more, but we do want to get back into some of the different inventions that are not being brought out. Another invention was the Edwin Gray electric motor, and this had an input of 26.8 watts of energy to an output of 7,460 watts. That's huge. Huge. Absolutely huge. Oh my gosh. So you have a motor that is essentially, I mean, you're barely putting any energy into it and you're going to get so much out. Mm -hmm. Yet, we don't have that. No. And when we talk about the grid, if you get into what it looks like out in the universe, there's like everything relates to geometry. And they kind of explain it like there's this grid blanket that flows. It's not this empty space. And from that grid, particles can fluctuate in and out of existence. So that's part of the science behind zero point energy. It's fluctuating. And when Tesla tapped into the magnetic field, he found a way to get that energy moving fast enough and like all these scientists have. Yeah. All these inventors, all these scientists, um, but it doesn't get pushed forward because you can't charge much for it. Yes. It, it just benefits humanity, but it doesn't benefit the billionaires. Joseph Newman and Milton Everett, when they're describing that they went and researched one of these inventions and they did see that indeed it put out more energy than was being taken in. And that was groundbreaking at the time. Mm -hmm. And he came out and said, yes, it is actually doing this. I wanted to prove him wrong, and I couldn't because it was, it actually worked. He, it did what he said it was going to do. 
So that's also extremely eye-opening right there. So another one of these scientists and inventors was Floyd Sweet. His nickname, I guess, was Sparky. Sparky. And he basically had a zero-point energy small box about the size of a cigarette pack. People in his field say that there's a lot of evidence that he was possibly killed, although he died of a heart attack. But it was... The input was 0.3 milliwatts. The output, 223,710 watts. That's unreal. One of the scientists in the documentary, The Lost Century and How to Reclaim It, explains the zero-point energy. You could fill a coffee cup, and that amount of energy in there could evaporate all the world's oceans. It's insane. That is insane. I mean, just the, the fact... Input power, 0.3 milliwatts. Output, 223,000 watts. Oh, that, hey, that right there, free humanity. Yes, just like you said, the cost of agriculture and manufacturing would be obsolete. And the people who own the the world banks, they uh, they don't want that. They have humanity in their pocket through interest. Mm-hmm. You can't. You got to work. You get your. You get your house. Yay! 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 Well, you got a thirty-year loan, so you're you're Sus- trapped working. It was basically just a system of debt. Yes. That was set up so it's actually created in this way that we'll never get out of debt. You're stuck in it. It just keeps getting deeper and deeper. You get your too. student loan debt. 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 Now my, you gotta, my student loan debt was huge. My the the interest that I pay right now on my house, my thirty year loan, I pay off about five hundred dollars every month. The other nineteen hundred two thousand goes towards interest. So it's like, insane. So you're working. They keep you working until you're sixty, sixty five, sixty eight, whenever, and then you finally get to retire. Then you finally you made it through this far of your life. Yeah. Now it, now you can sit in your home that you finally paid off. It's a bunch of bullshit. And we talked about how it reminds us of that song. Little boxes on the hillside. Little boxes made of ticky tacky. They all want us to be put in the meat grinder, come out the same. Another really important event that transpired back in the early 2000s. And you would have heard me talk about this in the first episode, if you checked out the first episode, Dr. Eugene Malov. And this was the Fleischmann-Pons cold fusion experiment. And basically, Eugene Malov was overseeing this event. He saw the, the results. He worked at MIT, so Massachusetts Institute of Technology. And he saw how they changed the data reproducing the Pons Fleischmann experiment. He knew that they committed scientific fraud here and that the Fleischmann Pons experiment did put out way more power than it was taken in. But then when he saw, he saw the real results and then he saw the published results and how they were, they were altered. They changed it. And he came out and he was public about this because he saw that wrong was being done. Another saint. Mm-hmm. And in 2004, he was murdered outside of his childhood home. He was at his parents and he was murdered. He was showing how this was fraud. Another way humanity could be freed with free energy, yet they keep us down. They keep suppressing it. He was a close friend 
of Dr. Stephen Greer's, and Greer was trying to get him to disclose this invention for humanity. And it's so it's so sad because I mean I think he was just blowing the whistle on the scientific fraud, and then he gets he gets murdered. Mm-hmm. Literally, you can you can look him up on the good old internet, and you'll they're not going to tell you that he was murdered because he blew the whistle on scientific fraud. They're just going to say, you know, he was murdered they, outside of his house. They've done that for a long time. You know, I can't remember the name of the oil company that eventually became Exxon. The head of Exxon eventually became Secretary of State. Exxon funded 40 different groups. And there was a physicist, I think his name was Martin Hoffert. I'll double check that. He said Exxon promoted views of scientists that were false. So they've been doing this for a long time. Just makes me really, really bummed out. And you talked about how a lot of the inventors, you know, they have the secret sauce and that they'll take it to the grave. What did Greer call that again? Inventor syndrome? Or... Is it crazy inventor syndrome? Yeah. Here's another one. I'm, I'm sure that you've heard of it. The hydro car from Stan Meyer. Water fuel. Can you imagine just going down to the lake and filling up your, your tank with some water? 1995, basically car that's run on water. Doesn't pollute the air. Yeah. Cleans up the atmosphere. Win-win. He was poisoned and killed at a cracker barrel. Yes. As Greer talks about in the documentary. Ugh. Cars run on water. Look it up. This is the type of stuff that's just like, it's just so upsetting. I know. That, that once again, we're living and... Michael Schratt, he's favorite military historian. He does a lot of UFO topics. He mentions how we are living in a construct, mm-hmm. how everything is outdated. Oil, gas, outdated. Even solar and wind is outdated mm-hmm. because we it have is. the technologies that can free us from all of that. Michael Schratt, another great person to look into. He's in a lot of UFO documentaries. He's really knowledgeable on this topic. I know that over the past few years, I've heard the theory that we're living in a simulation. And I'm always like, what What, what do people mean when they say that, that we're living in a, a video game? That doesn't make any sense to me, you know? But now the more that I think of it, when people say we're living in a simulation, we are in the sense that the information that's being given to us and that's presented is making us live in this construct that we think this is the, the only technology that we have and that there's been no other breakthroughs. So in that sense, yes, we are living in a simulation. Not that nothing is real. It's a simulation of information being kept from us. So we're living in that construct. And once the knowledge is there and once you dive into it, then you see the world for what it really is and the key will unlock the powers that be know how powerful the mind is because there's a lot of science and energetics a little bit of spirituality sprinkled into the idea that thoughts create things you can't create or bring something into existence without it being a thought first and you might know this if you follow any spiritual teachers or thought leaders like dr joe dispenza who has a really amazing story about healing himself from this traumatic accident that like was going to leave him paralyzed or something really tragic and he healed himself mentally. He and Dr. Bruce Lipton, along with the polymath Dr. Edward Grant, who studies 
geometry, pyramids in ancient Egypt. He basically describes how the whole universe is geometry. So you can check some of those guys out. They talk about rewiring the brain, how we can do it ourselves in a state of hypnosis, and it's about neuroplasticity and rewiring the brain, which actually involves a lot of work on your subconscious mind, not your conscious mind. And he talks about how in the future, a lot of illnesses are going to be solved with energy. Sometimes when I tell people I'm healing traumatic events with hypnosis, they think that's really woo-woo. And I'm like, no, it's more woo-hoo. I think that more people are waking up to the fact that this reality that was created, what you're saying right now, this reality that was created is just one reality. It's not the only way. It isn't the way. It's like, well, this is just how it is. Nuh-uh. No, it can change. But everyone's being programmed the media, everything. You hear it. Think about hearing it day after day. It gets into your subconscious mind. And that's kind of how they do that mind control. They do it really slowly and they put it out in your face. So everyone thinks, oh, that's not, no, that's not what's happening. They wouldn't do that. Well, another important thing that Dr. Greer mentioned was there's all these nanoplastics in our food now that causes cancer. All of these health issues in the pharmaceutical company, they're all in it together. They are. They don't want powerful thought leaders and scientists like Eugene Malov changing the world. MLK Jr. John Lennon, they shot him because here is a man that is all about peace and he's more influential than most people in the world right now. We have to get rid of him. Mm -hmm. JFK. JFK. He wanted to abolish the CIA. Lincoln. Lincoln. Lincoln, they shot him. They just won't stop. not stopping there that wraps up part one of episode four so please join us tomorrow for part two where we continue the conversation on zero point energy and take a deep dive into nikola tesla and egypt remember to follow us for updates just search for it can't be a joke on instagram x youtube and patreon what are your thoughts on this episode or stories you'd like to share with us we want to hear from you shoot us an email at it can't be a joke at gmail.com And don't stop looking up.